Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate, and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and this is Your Strata Property. Sean O'Day's career spans a number of industries and settings. Throughout the variations runs a common theme and that is service. He's taught children of all ages, has wide career experience in adult education, in sales, in theatre, in IT production, project and vendor management and he is currently engaged as a strata manager. Now, Sean tells me that his passion for strata started when he became an owner in a self-managed strata plan some 20 years ago. Terms such as common property, levies, unit entitlements were all new to him and were very much like trying to learn a second language. I'm sure so many of our listeners can relate to that, Sean. He persevered and after a couple of years, a strata manager was appointed to his block and he was elected a member of the committee. Now, he served as chairperson of that committee for over 18 years. Now, last year, Sean decided to move to the other side. He attained his certificate of strata management and is now employed as a strata manager with GK Strata Management in Sydney. I am happy to say that Sean is also an active member of the Your Strata Property online community. Today, I am delighted to welcome Sean O'Day. Welcome, Sean. Hi, Amanda. How are you going? I'm doing very well, thank you. And thank you so much for giving up your time to come and have a chat with us today. I've known you for quite a few years now, Sean, and I thought you're in such a unique position having come from being a strata owner and a very experienced committee member and taking that leap this year to become a strata manager. And I thought, come on the show and let's have a chat about that experience. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. No problem at all. Now, I'm going to start by asking you, Sean, to tell us a little bit about your journey from strata owner to strata manager. And in particular, what was it that made you decide to take that leap to the other side? I guess the essential thing was I've always liked to work in an area where I've got an interest or a passion. Mm. And that way it doesn't feel like you're really working. Very true. But um, in terms of the journey, I've always been interested in the concept of close living and and strata living. Mm. And it's like a little microcosm of society where people have different expectations and things like that and different perceptions. In fact, if I were a sociologist, I think it would be a fascinating sociological study. Yes. You know, just based on some of the um, strata committee meetings and AGMs and that sort of thing that I've been at. I also have, through my career experience, liked to change careers every so often. Mm. Probably five or six years is the amount of time, although my last employer, I was with them for 18 years, but in a number of different roles. Mm -hmm. So that was like changes of job and job focus and things like that. So I've always enjoyed the aspect of Strata. Um, As a chairperson in the committee, we've had really good Strata managers and so therefore I've had um, very, very good mentoring. And whenever anything came up, I was interested in the, okay, so here's a problem, you know, how do you solve it? And Mm. here's a situation 
what is the right way out of this? And so um, after talking with our strata managers of the time and with our legal counsel of the time, <laughs> they pointed me in good directions where I've gone searching through the legislation. Mm. And, and that problem solving I find interesting. Mm. It can, can be draining, but it's interesting to me nonetheless. Mm. And now that you're in a position where you are solving problems for many, many other people on a day-to-day basis, as they often say to lawyers, I think it's similar to strata managers, nobody rings you up to say, I'm having a great day. How do you feel on the other side now? Is it what you expected? Is it a little bit different? How has your first six months as a strata manager been treating you? Well, it's been treating me well because I've got great support mm. and great mentors and that sort of thing. But I could, you can't really prepare what it's like once you get there because mm-hmm. as a member of the committee, you've got another tier above you of assistance, mm. right? As a strata manager, you're up one level. Yes. And so there's a lot of responsibility there. There's also a lot of different functions that I would never have thought that you would need to play, like the mediator, the conciliator, (laughs) you know, the counsellor, things like that, although they really shouldn't be part of your role, but they are. Mm. And people all have a different perception. The variety of perception of what a strata manager does I would not have been prepared for. I'd Mm. read about it, but I would not have been prepared for until I actually do the role. Mm. And the thing is that there are so many intricate parts of the Act and and interpretations, not only the Strata Schemes Management Act and regulations, but the other legislation surrounding that, that, you know, you can trip up on Mm. if you're not careful. So, for instance, uh, the election of a Strata Committee. Yes, can be very straightforward as a show of hands. But, you know, once you start getting company nominees and things like that and a difficult committee thrown into the thing and a difficult owners in a plan, it's a totally different ballgame. And I know that's something, Sean, that we've had some discussions about in the forum inside the Your Strata Property online community and I've been able to provide some direction to to you and to other members in that forum and also Rena and I discussing that topic on the podcast before and it's something that I do want to come back to in some more detail, the election of strata committees because it does seem to trip up highly experienced players and and lawyers as well when we're attending meetings going through that process and and some lawyers who are present not necessarily being familiar with those complex rules. So it's definitely something we need to keep coming back to. It is. And I've found the forums in the Your Strata Property website very, very useful. And, you know, for putting things down and saying, well, what about this? What about this? It's it's not always easy to locate the actual section in the Act Mm. which pertains to something. And it's also interesting when members of other committees even add comments and feedback too. So that, that's that been very useful. Yeah, excellent. That's great to hear. Now, I want to come back to the role of the strata manager. But before I do that, let's go back in time. What do you think makes a good strata owner? Okay, so what I'm going to come back with a question. What makes a good citizen? Mm. You know, um, you see, the whole process in my view or that I went through and as I look back in time and analyse it, I really do think it's a very interesting concept of buying a property. Mm. So if I buy a house, that is my kingdom, and I've got full say. If I buy a strata flat or apartment, that is my kingdom, but I don't have full say. Yeah. 
And I really do think there is a huge responsibility on the people that perform the conveyance role mm. to check that out because people come into strata flats, as we all know, they think, oh, great, I'm going to renovate. But they've got no idea mm. of the, the requirements and the limitations and the regulations that they're under. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I think someone who's informed is a good owner. But more than that, I think someone who's prepared to ask and someone who's prepared and got some level of social consciousness mm. and respect mm. for the people around them. Yeah, I think definitely education at the point of sale is key to a smooth induction, I suppose, into strata living yeah, and into making yeah. not only your neighbours and your committee members' lives a bit easier, but your strata manager's life a bit easier. So no doubt you're now seeing on the other side, Sean, uh, new owners ringing and saying, well, hang on, didn't I pay my levies on settlement? Why am I getting a bill for more levies? And you having to go, oh, wow, where do we start yeah. with that yeah. kind of basic information that just hasn't been communicated? to that person by their conveyancer, by their lawyer at the point of sale, or they've been led to believe one thing by a real estate agent and it turns out to be another. And unfortunately, you guys as the strata managers are left uh, picking up the pieces and are often then put in the bad guy camp because you're more often than not saying, no, you can't, or you have to jump through this hoop to be able to do that. And that's the first that these new owners are hearing. Yeah. And see, the, taking that point of paying levies, mm. all right, it's very unusual in any other aspect of life to have to pay a bill if you don't get the bill, whereas mm. the expectation in, in strata is even if there's no strata notice comes to you, your levies are still due and payable. Mm, very and good so point. then that flows on to the AGM and so, right, you're unfinancial. Well, I haven't been told. Yes. And thank you for raising that. That's actually on my list to have a chat with Rena about in an upcoming episode because I've recently given some advice on that very point where an owner said, well, we haven't received levy notices. And I've said, no, the Act, the Strata Schemes Management Act here in New South Wales specifically provides that even if the notice is not issued, the levies have been struck at a meeting and they are due and payable. And that's really important to know that because as you said, Sean, you can turn up at a meeting saying, well, I didn't have to pay my levies, never got a notice, I can now vote. And you're told by the chair or your strata manager, sorry, mate, no right to vote, you're unfinancial. And that uh, can be a shock to many people. Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah. All right. Now let's uh, flick over to strata management. What makes a good strata manager, Sean? I think someone who can listen. Yep. Someone who can position themselves as a trusted advisor mm. to the people they deal with. You know, I also think that, and this is one thing that I'm learning very quickly, is control of your own emotion mm. in times of conflict. Yeah. Because people are motivated by their perception. And even though their perception may be their reality, their reality may not be real. Yeah, yeah. And so that makes it difficult. And so trying to, and I've asked that very question to my colleagues and the number of people that come back with, with terms like empathy, understanding, willingness to serve, you mm. know, the service aspect and, and things like that. But there also needs to be, I think, a quality of a good strata manager is one that has a clear outline of boundaries. This mm. is one thing that I'm trying to achieve. Yep. Of, you know, just what is normal, just what is appropriate. Yep. You know, and that's, that's something no one can teach you. It, mm. It's something that... You learn from experience and then luckily the, the staff here and my colleagues here 
are extremely supportive, mm. you know, as is our management. Mm. So, you know, I'm in a very, very fortunate position through PIPA and GK Strata at that level. Mm. I want to come back to that idea of controlling your own emotion, Sean. Have you got any tips for how Strata managers might do that? How do you do that when you're dealing with a difficult owner or maybe even a tenant or another supplier, maybe some lawyers on the phone to you and you sort of feel that temper rising and think, oh gosh, how do you, do you take a breath? Do you take a walk? What would your tip be for strata managers feeling that same level of emotion and knowing that the best option is to try and control that? I try to debrief as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So because if things – I'm not a person who handles unfinished business really easily, <laughs> you know. So I like to at least get advice or debrief, run it by another person mm-hmm. to see, well, How would you have managed this? You know, what would you have done if I had managed this in this way for you? Mm. What would your reaction be? And to try and put it all in perspective. Because when it's in my own head, you know, it's my universe at at that point in time and trying to get qualified opinion and that sort of thing to put it in perspective for me so I can file it away and say, right, I'll deal with that tomorrow I never forget once years ago, I was working in sales training actually mm-hmm. and um, there was a, one of these motivation speakers talking and he said, if you find yourself in a position where you're panicking, you should take yourself in a room and you should say, I'm going to panic for 10 minutes, mm. right? And you sit there and go, panic, 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 panic and just <laughs> repeat that word. <laughs> Get it out. <laughs> and then get it out and get over it, you know. Mm. So I've tried that, but it doesn't really work for me. I really need the input from the other person. Yeah, I kind of understand that concept because they talk about that if ever you're doing some training on public speaking or having to present in large events and even the most accomplished and experienced of speakers will tell you that they do get nervous and they do feel sort of that fear coming up and that one strategy is simply to acknowledge that and to say, I know fear that you're here, I know my knees are shaking, I know that I'm sweaty and I want to vomit, but but it's okay, I'm going to do this anyway and I don't need you here right now. You can yeah. step aside and I will move on to that stage and be in my my full glory and fun and experience. And I think that is quite a, uh, a useful tool, the, just the acknowledging of how you feel and coming back to that, that controlling of the emotion. Perhaps one suggestion for our listeners is to say, yeah, I, I am feeling angry, I am feeling stressed, I am feeling frustrated, acknowledging that that exists instead of pretending perhaps that it doesn't or that you shouldn't be feeling that way. It's a hard job that you have a lot to cope with every day, taking that step back and saying, not feeling great at the moment. Let's go and have a chat to someone who I know I can share this experience with. And it sounds like that's what you do, Sean, to, um, yeah. to great effect. So thanks for sharing that. Now, I'm going to ask you, Sean, if you can, to share a story, perhaps something drawn from your long experience as an owner and a committee member. Is there something that has placed you in good stead in your position now as a strata manager, some experience that you might have had in the past? Well, look, there's a number of events, you know, and going back to one years and years and years ago was where a member of a committee who the day after an AGM where there was a bylaw made by the owners corporation for installation of air conditioners Mm -hmm. installed a non-compliant one. Mm -hmm. 
So that led to a series of events over a number of years, including getting legal counsel and legal advice, mm. proceeding through uh, T at the time mm. and that kind of thing. And then based on one word, which was may rather than must, <laughs> losing the whole issue. Mm. So it was just getting an understanding of what can happen. Mm. That's one event. There's really been a number, Amanda, you know, mm. like sometimes uh, events from my past as a teacher where I've been in teaching and things like that and how to try and read people, what different ways that people learn and understand. Yes. Things like that. It, it's a very, very complex and difficult role mm. and I think that whatever you can draw on to put into place to make your relationship with the people that you deal with that works, I think it's great. Mm. I think my experiences in um, project management, interesting experiences in IT vendor management, mm. where you get engineers and people like that speaking to you as if it was in a totally foreign language. And, <laughs> you know, and these are people who are talking about outlaying millions of dollars. And yeah. you have to give the sign off for that. And you don't understand it. So you say to the people, look, break it down so I can understand and things like that. So being in the position where you want people to break it down, you must also learn to break the information into, as you say in the promos to your podcast, bite-sized chunks. Mm. Yeah, really great skills to have. And you're reminding me there, Sean, of the absolute patchwork of backgrounds that we have amongst our strata managers and that you come from all different experiences and professions and how complementary that is to the practice of strata management because you are wearing so many different hats and being called upon every day to deal with sometimes technical things. We might be talking about NBN installations and land access activity notices and you probably have some, some bells ringing there from your IT days and then also having to uh, hold the hand of, of new owners who are coming in learning the basics and being able to teach complex concepts to them in a basic entry-level way so that they can have a smooth experience of strata living. So I often say how much I admire the work that strata managers do. It's a, it's a bloody hard job uh, and thanks for that summary reminding us um, how it is that you guys can do that so well. And, and just going on from that, you know, whilst it's hard and mentioning the variety of people that you come across, one of the things that I find wonderful about the role is the number of interesting and amazing people that you come across. Mm -hmm. Like when you go to conferences and, you know, the, the SCA days and, and owners days for the SCA, the people that you meet are, are really interesting, mm. you know. It gives a balance to the stressful side of the job. Yeah, you know, some of the committees that I work with, I'm really blessed to work with them, I think, you know, because the conversation, the discussion is interesting, they're in involved, they've got a real connection mm. with the building that they live in or own, and they think about the sense of community for the whole owners' corporation. That's really invigorating when I, when I come across that. Yeah, it is, absolutely. And I know those buildings and those committees that you're talking about, I know when I'm working with them as well, uh, it's very fulfilling work. 
Now, Sean, I think it might have even uh, been you when I first started this podcast. I had a listener who said to me, Amanda, there are so many difficulties in the strata space and we're often dealing with problems and we're dealing with challenges, but I really like how on the podcast you focus a lot on the positive and on how we might solve those challenges. So every time I I get to this question of my guests, I often think of you. And the, (laughs) (laughs) the question is this, what are some of the challenges that you faced in your first few months as a strata? manager and more importantly how have you overcome those challenges i I think i alluded to this before it's the perception of people having the role of a strata manager what does a strata manager do so what i try to do is i try to really understand the question and the reason for the person asking the question Mm. so i always alert back to and this was advice i was given by a colleague was that your role is essentially to manage the common property and the buildings of the owner's corporation Mm -hmm. under instructions from the committee. Mm. So it's getting those parts working together and getting the people to understand that, Mm. you know. People will come to you, and and I try to avoid this. The minute someone starts mentioning people in a a personal derogatory way, Mm. I end the conversation. But yet people feel the need to dump that on you or, or when you're new to the block, yeah. they give you the scandal of every single owner. You know, like <laughs> if I were writing novels or shows, it would probably be interesting. But, yeah. but not for me. I don't want to know, mm. you know, and it's not my role. Yeah. There have been a couple of um, difficult AGMs and that sort of thing. So how I um, get over that is I talk with my colleagues and say, look, okay, so with this motion and, and that sort of thing, or I've found people in my network uh, mm. to get advice on those, getting back to how you, you sort of debrief from stress type thing. Mm. Yeah, so it's basically that and, and understanding the, what you can do with the legislation. Yeah. You did mention earlier, Sean, you talked about setting uh, boundaries and I think that links in here to what you're saying in terms of people knowing what it is that you do and not asking you or expecting you, I suppose, to go beyond that scope of your professional service. And there's a big role, I think, for strata managers to play there in actually setting that expectation and making sure that they do communicate to owners, I'm a strata manager, this is what I'm here to do. And you've got a good grasp on that, Sean. And the document that really backs you up there is your agency agreement. So your contract with the owners corporation, that is the document that's going to set out exactly what it is that you're there to do. And it's there, I often say to strata managers, it's there to help you. If you're being asked to do something that you think, oh, I'm a bit uncomfortable about that. There is something in my stomach that's telling me this is not right. Nine times out of 10, you'll go back to your agency agreement and say, wow, well, what I'm being asked to do is so far outside the scope of what my agency agreement allows for. No wonder I feel uncomfortable. And then it's very easy for you to go back and say, look, sorry, pursuant to clause whatever it is in the agency agreement that's not something that I'm able to do for you and that's a an expectation set and a problem easily solved and I think in my experience a few strata managers forget that that agreement exists and that it is there to use as a guide. It's a good point and in addition to that I think we need a clearer agency agreement across the industry you yeah. know because it's not always that easy to understand Yep. and I have found that you know, I'm getting more familiar with the actual form of the document. Yep. 
but to someone that's not in it all the time and just wants to know the answer like that, it's not really accessible mm. or eas- easily accessible. Yeah, fair point. And that's something that's important that we talk about that. And um, it is only through sharing our experience of using these kinds of industry accepted forms and documents that these things change. So thanks for sharing that on the ground experience, Sean. Now, Sean, we might have some listeners who want to find out more about the strata management profession. Maybe they even want to become managers. They want to follow in your footsteps. They've been owners for many years. They think they know their stuff and they're ready to become a manager. What steps do you suggest they take to get started on that path? Okay, so there's some very good information on the Pika Group website, mm-hmm. pikagroup.com.au. And that's P-I-C-A. P-A-G-R-O-U-P.com.au. Yep. There are many strata forums like Strata Live, Strata Man, things like that, mm. and um, yourstrataproperty.com.au. Thank you. So basically Google, go through, go mm. through the net and yep. see what's there. I would also recommend that if a person was interested in the role or in, in a career change or taking up a career as a strata manager to contact Pika and see, can they do ride-alongs? Can they come and visit, you mm. know, or contact other strata companies that they may, may be with, you know, mm. to, to actually go and observe the role in play in the flesh live. Yeah, really good advice. I think too often we forget that there are almost always people out there doing what we want to do, whether it's something we want to do tomorrow or something we want to do in 10 years' time, and you can really fast-track your way to your dreams by searching out those people and talking to them and experiencing firsthand what it is to, to live that dream. Yeah. LinkedIn is good too. I, mm. You know, there's some interesting articles that appear in LinkedIn and on all sorts of things, and, you know, I've read good ones from about strata and strata managers and things like that. And I find it interesting being on LinkedIn you know, all of these many, many people that are building their network sort of thing that I've never met and you get these <laughs> sort of contact requests and you wonder, you know, sort yes. of should I or shouldn't I? It's a difficult question. Yes, it's an Social ex- media has, has just exploded as we all know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a, a, a tough part of the world to navigate these days. All right. Now, Sean, the question you've been waiting for as a long-time listener, what books have had the greatest impact on you and why? This is a really hard question, Amanda, <laughs> because I'm not a reader. Ah. I, I, I like to read textbook or, or non-fiction sorts of things. Yeah. But if, if I go back in time and I think about the book that really impressed me and motivated me and shocked me, mm. it would have to be Lord of the Flies ah. yes. by Golding. And, you know, just again, it was a whole sort of, society in play and a society that that had gone crazy. Mm. Perhaps they needed a strata manager of sorts to to sort it out. The second one that that I continually return to to read sections is The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Mm, Great. That's in small sections and and I find it um, motivating and uplifting and interesting. Mm. Tim Jarvis wrote Shackleton's Epic Journey at the um, SCA conference last year he he was a guest speaker Mm. and I just found that astonishing yeah so did I yeah so I had to buy the book good on you and flick through the the photos that he he showed at that conference were incredible and just the way he spoke about you know building the team that was that was really fascinating yeah it was and 
Last but not least, the Strata Legislation Handbook of oh, Alex Elkin. Good on you. Good old yeah. Alex, yes, yes. Excellent. Um, yeah, I know I've got um, Gary Bugden's book on my shelf and I'm really excited to be welcoming him to our event on the 17th yeah. of April. Yes, ysplive.com. If you uh, haven't already secured your spot, we'll hear from Gary. But Alex has a, a very similar book and I know Rena and I, uh, if anyone listened to our episode 100, you would have heard the outtakes of Rena and I talking about Bugden and Ilkin and how we uh, rely on their textbooks. So thanks for bringing that one up and I'll make sure there's a link to that in the show notes so our, any of our listeners can uh, head over and, and check out all of those books. I've got, I do have the electronic version of the Bugden book. Ah, too. excellent. Yeah. yeah, good idea. All right. Now, Sean, before we wrap up, let us know how our listeners can find out more about you and is there anything else you want to add? No, there's been a good chat. Thank you for that. But listeners can find out more about me if they go to gkstrata.com.au. Excellent. Thank you. And you mentioned there a couple of times, Sean, the Your Strata Property online community and the value that you're getting there. So I do want to let our listeners know that if they want to check out that membership, it's yourstrataproperty.com.au forward slash membership. And you can join a number of managers and many, many owners who are enjoying that Q&A forum there and all the benefits that membership brings. Thanks so much, Sean. I've had a fabulous time chatting to you and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you at the next conference, the next event and catching up as we do so well. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today?